Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the Ministry of Proclamation. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so last week we covered the Ministry of Presence, and this week we're talking proclamation. I got an idea of what we're talking about with <laughs> proclamation, but what exactly do you mean? Kind of what I'm going with here is the stuff that you say. So with the Ministry of Presence, it's kind of the stuff that you don't say. Okay. Being present, being still, being silent. The Ministry of Proclamation, then, is the opportunity to say things and particularly speak out about faith. Lots of folks are going to immediately think of preaching Mm -hmm. as a part of a ministry of proclamation, and it certainly is. But there's a lot more than just what we say when we stand in a pulpit or we give a testimonial. We can talk about our faith a million different ways in a million different places. Yeah, but especially in this day and age, we really don't talk a lot about our faith in many different ways and in many different places. Especially not in the Pacific Northwest. No, no. I rarely bring up the fact that I regularly attend church to anybody that knows me. Yeah, it's a real thing. And I think that that's part of one of the things that I studied in my dissertation was this idea and understanding that maybe you don't even have to specifically talk directly about your faith in order for you to be proclaiming the good news. Okay, how so? Well, we'll lean back on that phrase, right? Preach the gospel as often as you can when necessary, use words. Okay. Right? It's not just the things that we say that proclaim that we believe in a God of love and a God of compassion and a God of service. It's the actions that we take, the things that we do in the world that also proclaim what it is that we truly believe. And so by showing up, By practicing that ministry of presence we talked about last week, that is part of the proclamation, but also by speaking out, speaking on or with other people, digging into the parts of our lives that are challenging and hard, people who are doing anti-racism work right now. That's part of our faith calling us to examine the pieces of our lives that are less than ideal. And finding ways to reconstruct and imagine a new pathway forward in our world. So it's all part and parcel of proclaiming our faith and how we live it, what we believe. How is this different from evangelization, which is something we're supposed to do? So it depends on how you understand evangelism. If you believe in evangelism as sharing good news there's really not much difference. If you believe in evangelism as, or if you understand it as converting people and being about conversion, there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. Because when you're sharing and proclaiming a God of hope and love and all of those kinds of pieces, you're not necessarily trying to change anybody's mind. You're just pointing out what you believe to be true. God is present God is a God of love. God wants good things for this world. And we get to be a part of making those good things happen. 
that's very different than I believe in something that you should also believe in. And I'm going to knock on your door and tell you what to believe in. Here in North America, that has roots in colonization. Mm -hmm. And goes back with some really negative theological results. But it's not what is in the scripture. It's not what Jesus did. And it's not the way the early church first reacted. It, definitely there were people who were converting, who were saying, here's the story of Jesus. You ought to believe in this really awesome person and this awesome God. Don't get me wrong. Paul was kind of into the church building thing. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the believers and followers of Christ, their stories in the book of Acts are about how they were living in community with one another, how they were caring for one another, how they were shifting and changing the way that they interacted with the world and how it worked, not how they were going and finding people to convert. And conversions happened, but that wasn't the goal of sharing good news. The goal of sharing good news was to say, we have really good news to share. So there's the difference. So in this particular day and age, it seems so much easier to stay silent on so many things rather than to stir up controversy. And then you throw a pandemic on top of it, Oof. which means everybody's just staying home anyway. And we've all come to such a narrow focus of what we can handle. How do you break out of that cycle to do any sort of proclamation? That's a great question. And I will say that for me personally, as a preacher, the last three to six months have been the hardest preaching I have done in my 15 years of ordained ministry. Even more so than at the beginning of the whole pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a pile on of the negative things that just keep happening? I think it's just being tired and not having... Proclamation is easier to do when you're within community. Sure. And when you are with someone else and to proclaim God's hope and love and grace to a small dot on my computer screen. And I can't even see your faces in the gallery because my manuscript is covering your faces or my face is highlighted on the screen so that that's what's going across on the internet for a recorded copy. And so I'm just looking at myself like I'm literally preaching to myself. Mm -hmm. That's real hard. That's real, real hard. And it has been a distinctive challenge in these last, like I said, maybe three to six months since Easter. Sure. I think there was a pushing through and a holding on and getting us through the first Christmas and getting us through the first Easter. And then we entered into like the ordinary long, time. time. Yep. Yep. And just as my backyard got burnt out in the heat dome of Portland, <laughs> I think my preaching has gotten a little bit tired as well. And it's just that that's the reality. And, and we'll be honest about that. The ministry of proclamation, I find it to be harder than the ministry of presence. Because being present with someone, your goal is simply to be there and to show up in a way that is genuine and takes their lead. But in a ministry of proclamation, we are setting words into the air. We are offering our thoughts or our actions to back up our faith. 
we in some ways set the agenda. And in order to not be coercive, in order to not be colonizing, in order to not participate in habits from our faith that have been unhelpful in the past, it's a distinctive challenge to do that well. And when we're tired, when we're weary, when we can't see the people, when we can't tell how our words are landing or our actions are being received, I think it makes it a lot more challenging. And that would definitely be the case these last months of the pandemic. Absolutely. So as I scroll through my social media, I see people saying things and doing this proclaiming, Mm -hmm. not in an overtly religious way, but in a way, as you were talking about earlier. And all I can think of is, I don't want to put myself out there. (laughs) It's really hard and scary because the backlash can be swift and strong. How do you gain that courage to do something or say something? Or is your point the fact that it doesn't have to be a giant proclamation? It can be a series of smaller things. Both of those things. And to trust that God calls you into the place that is right for you to be. Sometimes I feel the pressure when I'm on Twitter to be one of those pastors that is active on Twitter and saying the smart things and showing the theological savviness. And there's some really, really gifted theologians who use Twitter as a platform to be able to teach and educate and bring conversation. And it's fabulous. I am not one of them. And to release that expectation of myself to say, that's just not how God called me to be a proclaimer. That's just not where I'm going to be called to serve. That's okay. If a person is more called to being a minister of presence than a ministry of proclamation, that is perfectly okay. If we were all the most amazing TikTok proclaimers... The world would be a pretty astonishingly wonderful place, potentially. (laughs) It would be pretty fun. Yeah. It would be a lot louder. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And we need the quiet moments, too. And so trust that there's there's a, a place that is just exactly right for how you live your faith. And you don't have to do anything any one way. These are just all options and places where we get to live our faith and live it publicly, even if it's quietly publicly or loudly publicly, just doing it with integrity and with care and concern for it to remain good news is where, where we find the most joy and opportunity. Okay. This is all going to lead me to my last question. As we go back and take a look at the Bible What is one of the more obvious examples that you can see of proclamation other than just outright preaching? That's a great question. I think that Jesus was clearly a great preacher and a teacher in proclamation, but I think that one of the most powerful ways that Jesus proclaimed and gave an example, a living example of faith and good news was in the healings that he did. Yeah, And more than any other action, Jesus healed people. And those healings were about community and about return to community and those kinds of pieces. It wasn't just about changing our actions and our daily lives. It was restoring people 
into right relationship with one another in the world. So as much as it was restoring eyesight, it was restoring that person's ability to be in a community. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that restoration of community, that is the proclamation of the kingdom of God that we hope for. We could use it as a way to say, well, there's ableism in the scripture. But if we think about this as being return to family, return to community, return to belonging, then whether or not the site was restored becomes less the mechanic of someone having sight restored and more about Jesus seeing what it was that was separating this person from being a part and a safe part of a community and removing that blockade. And that is an incredible proclamation of good news. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the ministry of proclamation. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I, and thank you all for listening along. If you have ideas or want to share a story with us, we would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.